And hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season 8, Issue Number 1. Uh, maybe you were around for our Issue 0 reboot for Season 8. Uh, this is our first official, official issue uh, for this particular season. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel Hacks on the line tonight. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. You need your wild people. What's going on tonight? Hey, man, we're on a fairly regular schedule for us. Uh, we only took the hey, week man. off because of Thanksgiving break. Uh, also mm -hmm. on the line tonight is Brother Beavis. What's happening? Hey, what's up? We official, y'all. We is official. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah Officially official. restarting this season. How was your Thanksgiving break? Uh, did you get any rest? That's basically, you know, kind of what, if you got any rest. Brother Beavis, you get some rest, man. Not until Sunday night, like before, uh, like I went back to work. But mm -hmm. on that particular night, like I went to sleep at like nine and got up at mm -hmm. seven, and probably mm -hmm. only woke up like one time in the middle of the night. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, uh, Sam, man, you headed back to the our our original hometown, I think, right, to visit your parent, your family. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, I saw the uh, family, which was very nice, very good. Things the giving was very good. wasn't until I got back to uh, our uh, home uh, current state that mm -hmm. uh, craziness started happening, which I think I told you guys off. On the text, yeah. you, yeah. you can share it with the listeners. You can share it with the listeners if you'd like. It's not really up to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? I'm, uh, some idiot pulled out in front of me and basically totaled my car. So I'm in the process of probably getting another car, which may or may not be a good thing. I don't know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't go yeah. too far into it. But it's yeah. I tell you what, it just it just makes you realize how dependent you are on these freaking things called mm -hmm. automobiles. Like my God. Yeah. You don't want to have try to live without one. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not hurt, so that's all that matters. That helps. And it also is important to have insurance, y'all. We need a sponsor for it. If we could get a sponsor for the show, it would be great. So insurance company people want to sponsor this podcast, that'd be great. So, yeah, I live essentially on vacation. You know, I mean, I live. 10, 15 minutes from the beach. So that's pretty much what I did most of the break. Um, so, yeah, that was it. I was able to get some rest. I didn't look at anything, any work. The book I read was some trashy beach novel. So that was really pretty <laughs> much it. So it was all good. All right. So let's set the show for tonight. No blurred notes. Uh, we are going to do uh, New Avengers 3 and 4. This is New Avengers from 2013. If you were around for issue zero, uh, we did the first two issues, and we're going to keep doing uh, two issues at a time as we're trying to kind of draw some similarities from the Hickman run on New Avengers to this post uh, Powers of X, House of X world. And I, I do pull one out later um, when we um, when we get to uh, another uh, X-Men book, but not the, the book we're doing tonight. The other book we're doing tonight is Marauders 1 and 2. Uh, this is the first of a series of doubles that we're going to do for the post House of X. House of X books, so it's Marauders 1 and 2 tonight, and we'll talk about which two books we're going to come up later. We are not looking forward to a few of these books, uh, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> reading the doubles, because um, they haven't been good. And <laughs> even us picking <laughs> and even us picking Marauders is really, a, you know, as an upset special, Brother Beavis, because uh, if you've ever... 
if you've ever listened to any version of this podcast and whatever version it has been, we are not fans of Kitty Pride, Brother Peter. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, if we reflect, I remember my glowing review was, I didn't hate Marauders. That was the text that came out. After <laughs> Damn. That. The producer said, I didn't hate it either. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so wow. if you if if you think we're just blinded by our hate for things like Zack Snyder and Kitty Pride <laughs> and whatever else, this is at least one time we opened the door and we chose not to hate. So, uh, as, as we have said on here, uh, we are nerds and we do have our hate for certain things, but I think for the most part we're kind of fair, kind of sort of, uh, kind of. So yeah, um, Kinda. Uh, so yeah, we. So yeah. So Marauders one and two uh, later tonight. Uh, but first up is the new Avengers. Um, this is Jonathan Hickman and Steve Epting. Again, this is the 2013 version. It's really kind of weird calling them the Avengers because it's essentially the Illuminati. Um, it's straight up Illuminati. Yeah, yeah uh, it really is. But you know, it 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 takes us on a path. And again, there's going to be a lot of parallels really to the Avengers movies that we wind up seeing, uh, from the MCU, uh, as they get later on into the book. Cause I've been reading beyond what we obviously are going to recap. And uh, I was like, Oh, that looks familiar. That person looks familiar. This looks familiar. So yeah. All right. So <laughs> recap, the multiverse is collapsing on itself uh, in, cr- in creating what are called these incursion events. Uh, the black swan came from one of these other things to earth. And, um, She's trying to let the Avengers know, like, hey, you know, you can't stop this. There's only really one way to stop it, either by sacrificing that Earth or sacrificing yourself. That's really the only thing that's going to prevent the incursion from destroying your Earth or the other Earth. Um, and that was pretty much the first two issues. And the next, these two issues here tonight kind of deal with um, incursions and what's going to happen and how the Illuminati is going to deal with this and how one of the most popular Avengers um, is going to meet, not a timely end, but a timely end in this book. All right. So this is <laughs> going to get Ned Stark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to put it. This. yeah. Yeah. Golly. Don't do that to Ned. Um, yeah. So this title, <laughs> the, the title of this book is actually Infinity. So uh, the recaps, we talked about this in the first two issues. Y'all loving the recaps or, uh, like, not enjoying them? Because I really enjoy them because taking time off from reading these books, it makes it a little bit easier to come back to, brother. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there is that. I find them, if I read them straight through, they're kind of annoying. Plus, most of them have prominently featured Mr. Fantastic, who's not my favorite character. So they have that going against them. But, yeah, it's useful to pick it back up. so, yeah, same thing, Sandman, you like to recap? Yeah, yeah, just like you said, it's useful if you haven't read the book uh, recently and you got to kind of get brushed up on something, which it does help a lot if you, you know, if you haven't read anything uh, from that mm-hmm. series uh, in a while. Yeah, it's, I would, would be visible if you're reading the books concurrently, they're kind of irritating and I just kind of brush yeah. past them. It's, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, they, have their, they have their, um, yeah. They have their um, um, purpose, so, yeah. Yeah, I like the, the black and white, like, kind of version of it. It's always kind of a good jostle to yeah. know that you're reading something that's from the past, so. All yeah, right. Black and white and um, brown, whatever it is, man. Yeah. So Charles Xavier is dead. Um, this is after um, Adventures <laughs> versus X-Men. Something yeah, never changed. Yes, basically. <laughs> hey, hey, now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're in New York. Charles is dead. Uh 
beast is meeting with his lawyer or a state lawyer or whoever it is and you know it's basically like hey you're supposed to take this letter when he opens the letter it just says the words remember and it takes uh beast back to some time and there's some memory that charles buried deep in his head he's like you know the beast just came reading. back from new york comic-con with his uh yeah. his <laughs> steampunk glasses on or <laughs> yeah I, my I, don't, note in here, I don't think he had any real powers. Oh, no, he's got glasses. Oh, yeah, oh, got it. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Charles is looking like that, that character from that video game. Uh, shit. What's that video game called? Um, what game? What game? What game? You, you look at him, Sandman. Uh, he's got the black jacket on and the white shirt and the red tie. It's some, like, shooter-up game. I don't really remember. Oh, you're talking about... Hitman? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the assassin, Hitman. whatever his name is. Yeah. Hitman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he uses the barcode in the back of his head, yeah, and he looks nice. like him. Well, he's <laughs> there, and I always like when Charles is in his dreams, he's always standing. He's like, fuck that broken leg <laughs> shit. Oh, <laughs> that's very <laughs> true. Always standing. Um, always I'm, fine. I'm fine with it, but I'm going to stand every time I can. Yeah, exactly. I know I'm dead, <laughs> but I'm standing now. Um, and so basically he's like, you know, Beast, you've always been special and gifted or whatever, and I'm going to mm -hmm. uh, show you my porno stash. And then my porno stash is all the bad stuff that I've done, all my clandestine <laughs> records or whatever. And it's a, really a, just a big lead-up for him to give him the missing stone that he had. And I think he had the mind stone, is that right? Yeah, Charles? mind stone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, which is you can't uh, pretty tell me much land, I'm guessing. You can't what now? You can't tell me they're in a clan outfit in this closet, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charles' secret life as <laughs> a freaking a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Come on, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that, that is terrible. It was a call. Terrible. It was a, that was a side call to Watchmen. Come on. Oh, well, no. See, shh. Spoilers for reals, for reals. Um, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, right, he hasn't been talking about Baby Yoda all week. That's spoilers. Oh, shit. Well, but Baby Yoda been in that damn book. Or that show. Like, he yeah. made his appearance in the second is issue. I, I feel certain <laughs> issue two of The Watchmen came out before issue one of The Mandalorian. Well, this is also true. I told you, man, <laughs> that show is so heavy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so that was basically Beast's inclusion into the Illuminati. Like, that's basically it now that he has that. Uh, how do y'all feel about Beast over the years? That's my question in my notes. Like, I... I've really never been a fan, and then they made it worse by doing Dark Beast, <laughs> which made regular Beast even more, more useless. More so, useless. Yeah, so, well, so, Sam, man, what have you ever thought about Beast as a character? I, like you pretty much just alluded to, I don't. He just, all I know of him is really uh, my stars and garters. That's all I usually think about when I think of him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's just a, a love character. I mean, the original X-Men is pretty much full of them. I mean, mm. outside of maybe Jean Grey and perhaps Cyclops, the rest of the three are, the other three are pretty much useless, in my opinion. <laughs> that opinion persists to today. I'm sorry, it just does. So, yeah, I, I just don't think about him usually. Right. But, they tried to make him, yeah. yeah, they tried to make yeah. him interesting by turning heel, Brother Beavis, but then they kept the good one, too. What are your thoughts on Beast? He's like Wahoo McDaniel. Like, they roll him out and <laughs> you need to get somebody over for the TV title on Sunday. 
<laughs> he knows he's not winning a title match. Like, like yeah, he might have had the national title sometime and had a great feud with Dusty Rhodes, but he ain't winning that damn TV title. But, you know, they got to get some young buck over him. And then they roll out Wahoo McBeast. But, yeah. like, in comic terms, like, he's, he's not quite as good at anything as anybody else that does mm-hmm. the same thing he does. And right. particularly yeah, when they started, when they started like manipulating his appearance, and he became a cat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that, that was terrible. Worse. Oh, that was yeah. Really bad. But yeah. the other thing that I think is worth talking about is like when he joined the X Men, he was like, or, I'm sorry, the Avengers. He was like almost a completely different character. Um, mm-hmm. I like him better with so, the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I agree. I I do like him better with the Avengers. You know, he. He's, you know, he was one of their mid-tier characters who kind of gives the everyman view as the prankster or whatever. But, but he's completely different in the X-Men. So I, I'm never ever to really able to ra- rationalize that. But, yeah, he ain't great. He's yeah. Wah- he's yeah, Wahoo just, McDaniels Marvel Universe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Google Wahoo McDaniels if you're under the age of 50. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. So, oh, so um, dated, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, so Henry is now part of the Illuminati. One of us, one of us. <laughs> and, um, I like how they left Black Bolt pulled off the chest, yeah. even though he doesn't have yeah. one. So. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. so they, they do their form of Voltron thing here with all of the gems. Um, Namor's still a dick, by the way. You know, because he, he's oh, like, yeah. I don't think I should be. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to join your little group. And he's like, well, let's take his shit and get rid of him then. <laughs> like, you know, he didn't do it. <laughs> you know, I admire how consistently Namor is a dick, though, man. I'm like, he gives extra yeah. points for that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they put the low jack in Beast, and they all have the low jack in them, and they can warn them of whenever they know where he is on any plane of existence. I mean, you literally can't do anything now that you have that thing in there. And so now we go back to Reed and Black Swan. These these little interludes, Brother Beavis, as you kind of pointed to, they don't point paint Reed, not in a great manner, but he, he's not even a vanilla big man. He's just vanilla. There's just nothing to him that makes you, like, attracted to, like, this character in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, in this particular iteration, like, there's no, there's no like, optimism. There's no energy. There's no, there's just, like, no positive characteristics. He's just, like, completely treats everything like a formula that he's trying to solve. And, uh, you know, at its best, you know, you do get some sense of the person. You see him with, like, at least innovative use of his powers and stuff like this. But in a setting like this, it's just, uh, he's completely unlikable. Yeah. This is weird. It's just, he's just not, like, I don't know. Like, and we've talked about this before about, you know, when and if that movie, when, when that movie version gets on the screen, you know, how are they going to play him? Because it's played so freaking dry in the comic book sometimes. And if he's, you know, uh, X equals Y equals whatever, it's just going to be so flat. So I'm, I'm very curious as to how that turns out too. But yeah. So, so she, him and Black and Swan. If she never had French fries before, they better put some extra toilet paper in that cell. Yeah. My note, my yeah. my note in here says, uh, you know, she's like, "Thank you for the fries." I was like, "Yeah, fries solve everything, essentially." I mean, so whatever. Much. Um, but yeah, so they, she's like, "All right, well, so what are you gonna do when your time runs out here?" Basically, you know, because it's going to. Are you gonna sacrifice an Earth, or are you gonna sacrifice this one? You know, you're gonna have to choose. And he tells her their plan is that they're gonna reform the Infinity Gauntlet, and she's like, "Oh, that's 
That's not too bad, no, motherfucker. That's, you know, that's not too bad. I'm surprised you came up with that. And he's like, yeah, but but she does put out there that if you, you know, like trying to get the gyms, they only work specifically on their particular planet, and that's going to come up here in a little bit later, um, that the gyms have to work on the earth that they came from. So she's like, that's a pretty good plan. All right, so we go through this whole thing, and then four days later, her she turns Sith. And her eyes turn all red, and um, there's an incursion event out in the mountains of Pakistan. And, you know, and so we get into this moment where we finally see an incursion occur on Earth, and they haven't come up with a real plan outside of the um, Infinity Gauntlet. Um, <laughs> what, do think of, yeah, what do y'all think about the art in this book? Because uh, it seems to me that there are pages where I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And then there are also pages that I see and I was like, it almost looks like it's almost unfinished. What do you think, Sammy? Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an unusual style. It's almost like realistic, but almost rudimentary in another way. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, I'm not saying the dude's a bad artist. He's clearly not. But it's yeah, the style is just unusual to me. Um, I don't think it's bad, <laughs> but it's it's unusual to say the least. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those his, styles that's kind of strange like that. Yeah, his Iron Man suits are like super awesome, but then his faces for like Tony and Namor are like so yeah, re- and re- reads too. It's like Reed they're almost the like Clayface. Yeah, it's like they're clayface, like they're fake. Mm. And I don't know if that's done on purpose, like, you know, because he's weary and tired from whatever, but, like, everybody seems like they have, like, that droop in their face. It seems very, very weird. All right. So, anyway. Mm. Well, so, think, they find you know, so Steve Ifting had a long run on Avengers, and I have a hard mm-hmm. time, like, looking at this and, like, even recognizing it as what I'm familiar with. But I think a lot of it mm. has to do with the inking. I think he's, mm. they've got, like, he doesn't have mm. the most precise style, but then they've got mm-hmm. kind of a really fine That's a good way to put it. in some places. Yeah. And so I think they would benefit from a different pairing of the tracer. they got a better tracer on here, a different <laughs> tracer. Yeah. It might be a better yeah. match. I think, it, I think they just haven't maybe put together the right team of people, mm-hmm. and so I don't think the talents are coming together as well as they could. Your mother's a tracer. All right, uh, so <laughs> the Illuminati decide to form Voltron. Uh, they get the 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 stones together. They call no gems here. They're not called stones yet. It's coming though. They get the gems mm-hmm. together, and then they make this decision. Oh, I didn't like, pick oh, up on that. Did they switch from gems to stones at some point? Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Called Black Swan called it the stones. Actually, no. mm-hmm. yeah, but, like, in, but they're calling movies. them gems. Yeah, they're calling them gems. a little early. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so she calls yeah. them gems. So they make. Um, you know, so they get their, their Voltron things out and they use the gauntlet and it's like, all right, well, who's going to, you know, use it? And it's like, okay, well, it's got to be you, Cap. You know, it's an extension of your will. If you believe what it's going to be, then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And again, it makes sense in the terms of what we know in MCU and in this book, Mm -hmm. which also makes Mm -hmm. me think, are kind of surprised that Steve never wielded the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, First time I remember it happening, yeah. Yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, in, in the MCU. Like, are we kind of oh, trying Cap never wielded it, too? I mean, he took a punch from it, and, and yeah. he held it back from Thanos, but he never put it on. Uh, so I just kind of thought about well, that. But they let him use in the movies, you know, they made it. The, in the movies, they made it the plot device that it gave off radiation and stuff, and so only Hulk mm-hmm. could safely, not, I don't even know if safely is the word, but survive <laughs> using it. So, yeah. yeah, I think that was something they built in. Yeah, Cap got me on there, so that's fine. Yeah, all right, that's so, true. That's very true. 
Yep. And so they go through this, and, you know, Cap puts it on, and they're like, all right, Cap, push the other Earth away, which is kind of funny. Uh, so Cap brings, like, he does that, <laughs> and he starts to push the Earth away. And then, Brother Beavers, you're going to have to explain the science here. Um, <laughs> science? Science? Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, this is because comics. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, well, first yeah, of all, you're remiss in not, in not doing an X-Men, the animated series, callback. As Cap says, so much power. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, you know. I'm not thinking. I have no, I have no earthly idea how like this. Well, that no pun goes, intended. No pun intended. I have no <laughs> earthly idea how this other yeah. Earth like exists within line of sight of the planet. Like I guess they do this. Well, you have to go on the other side of this distortion in reality or whatever. I I think this is really poorly constructed. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, 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 some of the stuff they were making about kind of the timelines and the parallel worlds worlds makes sense, but this whole incursion thing, uh, I think that's that's firmly rooted in because comics. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. rolling the ball way ahead, and not necessarily in this book, this idea of the collapsing of the multiverses plays itself all the way out through Secret Wars three. You know, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. I think about two, almost two years from now, and mm-hmm. you know, they, there was an all, and also written by Hickman as well. But there was also a, obviously some long term planning here uh, as they were collapsing. What was the other universe of books that they had? Um, the ultimate, ultimate universe. Ultimate. They collapsed. Yeah. yeah. So and, they collapsed. And, and every other yeah. poorly written book that had to exist in a uh, <laughs> yeah. in an alternate a lot of bad books with the rest of continuity. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, Cap got that strength, and he was pushing the Earth back, and um, something happened. He went Ooh. from one final push, and that didn't work out, and it, everything collapses. The, the gems collapse and fall and break. The plan is over, and nobody knows what happened. And so, and I kind of had this idea, like, you know, my notes had, like, kind of playing on what you just said, Brother Beavis, like, this book is kind of like um, Black Lightning. Like, the action parts on the first few issues aren't that great, but the drama is really good. You know, like, the comic book parts of it aren't that good, but the drama's really good because this scene that they go back to after he messes it up is, I think, some pretty quality stuff. You know, yeah. he's per- mm-hmm. yeah, he meets with T'Challa first, and he's like, you know, hey, man, well, uh, I don't so know what happened. I want to point out one thing, and I don't know if this plays out or not, but there's they sort of make a point that all the gems shatter except for the time gem. And the time yeah. gem is the one ostensibly that Captain America possessed. Hmm. And so hmm. I don't think that ever plays out. But uh, if I was writing this, after the events that play out, I would have... Uh, let's revisit this topic uh, after yeah. after the next several pages. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, so they go back to Wakanda, Black Panther and, Wakanda, uh, and to Black Panther and Captain America are having this conversation about, you know, I don't know what happened, but, you know, we've been arguing for hours right now, but, you know, look, we're going to have to, Cap is basically saying, look, I know y'all are going to come up with this idea, like, we're just going to have to destroy these other Earths every time this comes, and I just don't think that's <laughs> such a great idea. And, you know, he's like, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, T'Challa, can I count on you? And he's like, oh, I'm going to do the right thing. Uh, so they go back into the room. 
<laughs> yeah, Ned, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they go back into yeah. the room, and Cap gives like a, a, a very serious Captain America speech. I mean, I didn't count the words, but it's a, probably a solid 200-word count of a speech. It's a lot saying, of you know, <laughs> Yeah, essentially saying, like, you guys, you know, you guys are going to come up with something. If you don't come up with something, you're going to convince yourself that you're doing the right thing, even though you're not doing the right thing. So, you know, T'Challa agrees with me, and T'Challa runs him over with the bus, backs it up, <laughs> runs over him again, backs it up, and runs over him again. He was like, uh, who? Me? I agree with you. He's like, no, I never said that. Nigga. Nope. Sorry. That's not what I said. Uh, and so, Brother Beavis, when I texted you this last night, I was, I was kind of over my notes when I was, I was like, hey, man, T'Challa threw Cap under the bus. <laughs> he was like, what did you text back? Uh, I think I just said, yeah, he did. Well, no, I, yeah, your text was, that was messed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what y'all meant at the time, but yeah, after reading those, I was like, oh, okay. Nah, yeah, yeah, it was confusing. <laughs> yeah. like, he gets, like, he gets, like, ten panels of exposition, cap talk, mm. and they're like, mm-hmm, Oh, it's mm-hmm, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> do it, yeah. <laughs> so their plan is yeah. to essentially just mind wipe Captain America. Um, they're like, uh, <laughs> we normally let we we normally let Professor X do the mind raping, but since he's not here, <laughs> he's dead. Uh, yeah, Stephen. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he does it, and he's like, Stephen, you were never here. You'll never remember whatever this thing is, right? And then bam, he's out Look of it. Look at him laid out. Yeah, and no, and they're all standing around him too. <laughs> like, yeah, he, looks, he looks transfixed he and looks, frozen on the floor. It's kind of he strange. Looks like a poorly articulated action figure laying on the ground. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I did. I did miss one of my notes here. It's like after he messed it up, like where Namor stole on him. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. you killed him. Oh, and he popped him in the face. I was like, yeah, that's Namor. Jacked up, man. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So here's so, my, I mean, here was my theory that I don't think plays out. Like, so the time gem, Cap's gem, doesn't get destroyed. He basically, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, so clearly he knew he was going to get stole on. So he used mm-hmm. his gem to uh, to uh, break everybody else's and then tucked his back in his pocket. And there's a super mm-hmm. Cap. Uh, activity coming up, but I, I'm not sure that plays out. Okay. Yeah, and I don't... Uh, I mean, I'm a few issues ahead of this, uh, depending on how much you've read, and I'm still waiting for how that plays out, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. So, issue number four, Hickman and Epstein again, uh, a recap as well, and then Reed and Tony are together with T'Challa, uh, and then this is a throwback to those Hickman books here. I don't know if y'all noticed this one, um, as they're Tony has essentially come up with this idea mm-hmm. of, um, you know, using the sun as a weapon. You know, he's gotten back into the weapons business, and then the thing that he's built out there that becomes what Soul's hammer was directly Soul's pulled, hammer. well, not directly pulled, but directly used in what in House of X, yeah, the Power of X, yeah, the base where the yeah. yeah where the Sentinels were out in space, uh, where mm-hmm. they had built up their, uh, you know, where they were trying to make their master master mold out in space. Um, and so I think again, the Shi'ar Omnicaster is the basis for the Cerebro. Yeah, I think you're right as well. And yeah. it's funny that you say that, you know, as I was reading this, and then I was, I, I kind of jumped ahead to look into to Secret Wars 3. You know, Reed is wearing essentially that yeah. Cerebro thing on his head for the entire series, so that's a Hickman thing. 
you know, as well as little ladies drawn in black and white, which we'll get to in another X book later uh, in this season. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this book kind of goes a little bit quickly. It's just trying to get you to the, uh, to the end where, you know, Hutch was kind of thinking about joining tonight because one of two of his favorite characters are in this book, but we're going to get there in a second. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, no, like legitimately two of his favorite characters. Not, you know, not. I guess the guy got one of them figured out. Yeah, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, in in the meantime, Doctor Strange is getting his affairs in order uh, because he's like, this is going to keep happening. We're going to have to come up with something, and he has some sort of final solution that involves the Blood Bible. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'll do some hail marys, and you know, he's like, everything I'm going to leave to you, Wong. And, you know, we kind of leave it at that. And, again, reading ahead a little bit, this does play out a little bit, but we don't want to spoil it. So we get another incursion event. It's on Ellis Island. Um, They have the solution. Uh, Reed and T'Challa have rebuilt the ultimate nullifier. Uh, My note says it's the reagenic recombinator. But, anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so they're going to rebuild it. Or they've already rebuilt it and, you know, reversed the trigger mechanism or whatever to be able to destroy this Earth on an incursion event, which is what obviously Scott didn't, or Scott, which Cap didn't want them to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in this new world, Magneto is the leader of this particular Earth. What did you think about that, Sam? Mm -hmm. If you didn't notice, Magneto was standing on top of Ellis Island there. The oh, I know this. Um, on the Statue yeah, of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Statue of Magneto. Now, yeah, that mm-hmm. was, uh, I was like, ooh. And I, <laughs> the first thing that um, Namor, being the eternal dick, is like, uh, hey, admit it, beast. You sorely tempted, mm-hmm. aren't you? Or uh, yeah. excite, uh, the idea excites you a little. Is what mm-hmm. he says. I was like, man, <laughs> which <laughs> made me laugh. Which, uh, yeah, I'm very curious, a world uh, dominated by Magneto. I mean, we've seen that mm-hmm. in the comics before. But I was almost hoping to see like what uh, kind of world it was, but alas, that was not to be. They got uh, well. I don't want to jump ahead, but uh, yeah, those are <laughs> that was a nice that was a nice surprise. To see, mm-hmm. uh, I thought yeah, nice little twist. But, I love these ideas. That, that, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I was just saying I love these ideas of where Black Bolt is involved in this, but since he can't talk, it's really like you know, just. Pointing, snapping, mm-hmm. and doing these types of things for stuff, and it's just like, oh, okay, that's great. So his snap brings about, like, oh yeah, by the way, there's Galactus eating the world over here, about to eat it. Like, we got to deal with that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, of course, like it's Tony's reaction. <laughs> like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I was like, oh, sure, why not? Of course. No, no. <laughs> So that Galactus is one of Hutch's favorite characters, Brother Beavis. Uh, when you're reading this, there, you know, is this like a, a hot shot in the title as a wrestling term? Uh, well, did you see that coming? What did you think? No, I, I definitely didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to say Terax was his favorite character, and then I was about to run Terax for jobbing the New Warriors and New Warriors. <laughs> but, I forgot about the that. The main question I had is, so with Galactus with the K, does that mean he's black or that he's racist? Tell me out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I think he's the same everywhere. I think he's just the same oh, okay. being across there. Yeah, I well, think he, that's But the they same. changed his name. It's they just spell a difference. I know, I know. Yeah. I got that part. But he's the parallel same. universe. Yeah. He's parallel universe. Yeah, man. That's yeah, all. That's yeah, how I, I figured it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. They're just, you know, different accent marks. 
Uh, like what the names of letters well, yeah, but again though like reading this part of this book here about Galactus or whatever and it, we started we had that problem with the Ultimate book where he became not the world ender but the world giver oh, and yeah. Galactus you know like you know they kind of try to change his history they've already retconned or whatever but you know whatever uh, so yeah but so the problem like, okay. here is that he also is aware of the incursion and is eating Correct. this world to prevent reality from collapsing? Is that... Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah, because Kyle. Yeah, yeah because Kyle. Yeah. And then his Herald Terex does come, and his Terex the the truly enlightened, so he's really not the dumb rock version that we have come to know and to love. And that is Hutch, one of Hutch's favorite characters, only on design only, because like, he is one of the worst of the Heralds, because he jobs to everybody. But he's not Firestorm jobbing. He don't fire. He don't job like Firestorm did, um, or Fire, fire Lord, Lord. Or whatever that was. Fire yeah, Lord, that yeah. He looks like Fire Man beat up. Yeah, yeah. The one that, oh, fire, that Spider Man beat up. Okay, so he, you know, it, yeah. Hutch likes the design of Terax, like, it, and I do too. And you know, just like I do too. Character. He looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he tells them about the incursions, and like Brother Beaver said, you know, just you know, I got to eat this world to prevent other stuff from happening. That's not like what a fat person would say. And um, I got to eat all this just to prevent you from eating it. Um, so like you know, so stand down, accept the greater good, you know, and that's it. And you know, but they're like, uh, yeah, we can't really do that. And you know, the end of issue four ends with them like in a battle and a fight. You know, that's that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. those two. I like issues. the last you know, panel. I like the last page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when they're about to act. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's good, you know. I mean, I guess I – again, if you take out the, because, the some of the because comic stuff, like I think the writing is good, which I think we've noticed with Hickman or whatever. We might not necessarily like the plot device of the incursions or whatever, but he is laying something down for something that happened literally two years from now. And, you know, and you got to give him kind of credit for that, I guess. So, you know – Four issues in, Brother Beavis. This is your first time reading through this. You know, what do you think of the new Avengers? Uh, you know, when I read through it the first time, uh, when we first started talking about this, uh, it didn't grab me. But, like, as we're getting closer to actually talking about it, I went back and read it, and I'm, I'm following the thread, picking up on a couple things. And so, you know, it's definitely uh, definitely worth reading. Again, I think still the hurdle for me is, like, the Illuminati are just, they're, they're hateful people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> you kind of yeah. want the other Earth to win at some point. Uh, <laughs> right. Nice. Same man, what do you think? This is your first time reading this as well. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that are kind of a little sloppy to me in, in some way. The whole incursion thing and the way they explain it. I was like, eh, okay. And the, the, yeah, the Earth, just you can see the Earth from the other Earth. That, that's kind of kind of wonky for me and stuff. I mean, but I do like the uh, dynamics between the. Uh, these men of power, <laughs> if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and um, um, the personalities at hand and kind of the politics going on between them. Cause you, could, you knew what certain ones, a la Cap, were going to do mm-hmm. and um, what the others were going to do in one way, but I still enjoy reading that. And so I am very, I am still intrigued on where this is going to go. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't Avengers. This is definitely Illuminati, like you said earlier. Yeah. So, but, yeah, and it, I, mean, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And it, and it, again, we're spoiling a six-year-old book. 
even though y'all haven't read that much at that far ahead, too, you know, I mean, this is leading to, you know, an event, of course, because everything leads to a damn event that's leading to the Infinity event with, with Star Thanos. And um, right. this is going to have to be some side angle, side reading there, too, for y'all to kind of put that all together because there's a lot going on on the sides there. But, like, you know, it, it is leading to something. And, I, you know, kind of what we talked about with House of X and Power of X, like, okay, like, I like the idea that this is leading to something. Now, House of X and Power of X is going to lead us to where we are right now. <sighs> I, I don't know what to say. So, um, yeah, so what we're about to talk about now, so there are how many post-House of X, Power of X books? There is an X-Men book, The Marauders, Fallen Angels, New Mutants, mm. and I'm missing one, I think. X-Force. Excalibur, X-Force and Excalibur. Yeah. You said Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, so six total books. All of them are on at least issue two. Marauders is actually on issue three that came out yesterday. Um, so we're going to, each week here, we're going to go over the first two issues. And we had kind of said at the end of season seven, like, we're going to let these books kind of breathe a little bit before we start going over them week to week, because, you know, these are different stories to tell. Also, Hickman wasn't writing all of them, so, you know, each person was going to have a different take on what we were going to be looking at and seeing in a post-House of X, Power of X world. So when these books first came out, before we knew anything about what was going on, when we all saw a book with Kitty Pride as a motherfucking pirate, Brother Beavis, <laughs> one of us was like... <laughs> None of us was like, oh, you know what? I got to go cop Marauders number one, sir. Yeah. I think it was more like, uh, I'm going to stop reading House of X and Powers of X if that's where this is going. I think, it, I think the reveal of, like, Pirate Kitty was, like, more damaging than yeah. uh, anything else. But, uh, but, again, like, by the time we get done with House and Powers, I'm like, okay, you've, you've earned it. You've earned my yeah. money. Uh, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll at least try to stay, like, kind of with it or whatever. Um, yeah. <sighs> so, okay. So we're going <laughs> to jump into this Marauders book. Again, this is a post-House of X, Power of X world. It stars Kitty Pride. The writer here is, what, uh, Dugan? I don't know anything about this dude. Sandman, you know anything about this guy? Uh, negatory. Jerry Duggan, Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lolly are the artists. We're going to talk about the artists here in a little bit because there was some internet controversy about Storm um, in the first couple of issues of this book. Um, so we start off in Central Park. There's a gateway there. It's Storm and Nightcrawler. Like, yes, mutants, you can come to this wonderful, you know, Whatever place of Eden, essentially, to, to, you know, Krakoa. It's a place for mutants. Come on, step into your future, blah, blah, blah. And Kitty happens to be there. And I'm assuming these are students from the a cat, uh, from the school. Would that probably be it? Because that was kind of our last time seeing her. She was still at the school. But wasn't the school destroyed in those yeah, final... It could also just be these are yeah. mutants in Central Park or in New York. Yeah. I mean, they're trying, I mean, they're they're trying to round up all of you. Whether they're mm-hmm. organized or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. that, all right. So let's go. Like, all right, step through the gateway. All right. So Kitty tries to step through, and she can't. Like, the uh, gateway won't open for her. And, you know, <laughs> she breaks her nose, essentially. And it's like, you know, <laughs> a Storm drops a kitten. 
And uh, there's <laughs> Kitty drops essentially a, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, why can't I get through this thing? <laughs> and so we get the white page description, which tells us of the team that we're going to be dealing with here. It's Kitty Pride, Lockheed, Storm, Nightcrawler, Iceman. Wolverine is a part of this, but it's more of a support role, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Emma Frost and Bishop. Um, anybody on there, you're like one of these. Yeah, and Pyro. And anybody on there, like one of these kids is doing his own thing? Anybody think that one of those yeah. kids don't belong? Anybody? Well, I mean, Pyro is the villain, um, and then Bishop seems yeah. a lot less whimsical than the rest of them, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, Bishop yeah, was my yeah. like, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to put Bishop in one of these books. Oh, okay, let's put him in power of it. Okay. No, man, that's kind of yeah. how I saw it. Like, it just didn't, I mean, you know, it didn't really make any sense. Uh, so, yeah, so we get these white pages here about an explanation from a top-secret file of U.S. naval intelligence, and it's essentially just Kitty has stolen something and wrote, like, a letter and about her first adventures that are really going to play out in this particular book. Um, so she sails to Krakoa. The idea being, like, maybe you couldn't go through through a gateway, but maybe you could get in, like, if you just walk onto the island. And so her and Lockheed mm-hmm. make their way to the island, and she makes it there. And, um, by the way, on a sailboat from New York to Africa. All right. <laughs> I think it was in the Pacific. Am I wrong? Is it in the Pacific? Oh, no, can she be from San Diego? Maybe uh, maybe I read something that they were in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's what it Okay, yeah. My bad. Okay. That's still a yeah. long epic way, though. Yeah. Just the gang yeah. Right. In a so. sailboat. But in a hey, sailboat? Whatever. No, thank you. I went yeah. to a sailing <laughs> summer camp as a kid. That's mm. that's the oh. that's the how we're supposed to believe this. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, they, she gets to the island and still nothing. Like, she can't get through. Iceman is there to greet her. Um, you know, they have a long history together, you know, uh, I think they dated for a little bit before Iceman came out. Um, Mm -hmm. so they have a a history together. He was on her team, I do believe in what, in blue or gold or whichever one of those books that we were reading there as well. Uh, so they have a history together. He does make a a gay joke about tops, uh, in there too, which I was like, that probably slipped by a lot of people. Um, I'd like to meet these top men. Yeah. So, yeah. So then Wolverine makes this appearance. Now, when we've gone through House of X and Power of X, like, he has been completely minimized. And I mean completely minimized, essentially through, I mean, he does make a, a couple of kills on Moira, spoiler alert, that are set mm-hmm. at, uh, things in motion. But where he had been the focus of every single book, a lot of potential visual stories with the team, without the team, Brother Beavis, like, I mean, they made him a joke, essentially, in this book. Yeah, I mean, and but I, I think the point they're trying to make with him is this is an adjustment for a lot of people, and Wolverine mm-hmm. in particular, who's kind of been defined by conflict. What does it mean for him to now have to, like, settle into a place and, and think about mm-hmm. what it means? And I think you mm-hmm. see some of that play out in some of the other books that are not as lighthearted as this one, let's say. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lighthearted would definitely be the right word. Uh, but, yeah, he had sent Kitty to get a whole bunch of stuff. I really wasn't sure why he couldn't just go through gateways and go get it himself. But, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, anything on Wolverine's list that was surprising? 
wonder how uh, Logan likes his ribs. Oh. Uh, just kind of Memphis style. <laughs> Man, he would like Memphis ribs. Yeah, I don't know. Cuban sandwiches, coffee, beer. Chabano Canadian. Chabano stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap Canadian whiskey. Gross. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it was, I mean, you know, it, I just, I think for me, it's going to take some time. And again, you know, these books are all over the place a little bit. Like, you know, kind of getting used to Wolverine and I think in a good way, not being the center and focus of everything. Like, I think the movies went bad time. going that way. And mm-hmm. I think the books go mm-hmm. south that way when they're making the star of everything, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, Oh uh, yeah. So um, what, the White Queen shows up on the astral plane or in Kitty's mind or whatever, and to have her have this conversation, and they're having this thing about you know about an offer about what something that she wants to do. Gonna, I have a note in here, Brother Beavis, to take this over. And like you know, like they have a weird relationship, obviously from the jump because initially she tried to kill her, um, and then they've had yeah. a weird relationship all over time through this. So what makes you think why, not why, but plot, just a plot device that has she's going to go to try to get Kitty to lead this portion of the Hellfire Trading Company? Yeah, I mean, didn't, wasn't their intro is, wasn't she recruited by the Massachusetts Academy? Massachusetts. Back yeah, she did that. Yeah. She came I mean, in. <laughs> yeah, like in the one, 160s or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I guess they're they're leaning on that. Like, I mean, we have, in the modern times, like, they've tried to prop up Kitty as this mm-hmm. ultra-powerful creature and this ultra-leader and all her experience. And I think the problem is they still portray her as, like, everybody's kid sister. Um, mm-hmm. And that's part of the message that Emma has for her, like, stop letting people call you Kitty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would think that in the narrative it's possible that Emma who is almost impossible to figure out in the grand yeah. scheme of the X-Men anyway, just sees mm-hmm. someone yeah, like right. who could be more than she is and is, you know, kind of trying to put her in that position. Uh, or maybe mm-hmm. she thinks she can control her. You know, it's hard to say. You don't know what's, you know, what's an angle with the White Queen and what might be legit. She's almost yeah. impossible to figure out. Yeah, and we, right. and especially in this new world, you, I mean, before you couldn't figure out, you really can't figure out in this new world, especially when we get to issue three, because there's so, or issue two, because there's so much going on. But yeah, she's trying to get her to, like, you know, take this position here to wind up helping the Hellfire Trading Company, you know, to be liberators, you know, get, you know, mutants that are in places that they can't get the medication and, or, you know, the kind of black market for there, get the medication to them, and then get those mutants out and get them back to Krakoa. You know, she wants her to be the queen, and she alludes to this idea of being, you know, essentially the red queen, which will come up in issue two. Um, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, the book is, how do I say this properly? I mean, my note says, it reads like Archie a little bit, and then, you know, that's Mm. not a negative for me, okay? (laughs) That's not a negative. It's just reading like an Archie with superpowers. You know, like, oh, okay, like the modern Archie books, where, you know, hey, you know the characters, there's going to be some sort of um, plot point that's in there that's going to bring them all together for a reason, and then it's going to solve itself out at the end. Like, that's what I'm saying. It just kind of reads like Archie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, modern Archie, not like the ones that we grew up with or whatever. But anyway, so Kitty goes out and gets drunk, and she has to build her crew of people that are going to be, you know, as, as a part of her team. 
Um, and she gets super drunk, which is going to become a theme here as well. Meanwhile, Bishop is in Taiwan, and there's a lady there that's, you know, saying that her son, I know, right, saying that her son <laughs> had gotten home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her husband. Bishop to, yeah, her husband, thank you. Yeah. Let's send Bishop yeah. to Taiwan. Okay. Um, let's, uh, uh, so, yeah, her husband, you know, disappeared because he went through a gateway. If you know the rules of this whole thing, you know that that's not supposed to happen. A human can't go through a gateway um, if, without being accompanied by a mutant. And, you know, it seems like there's some, you know, nefarious plot afoot. Uh, but, yeah, uh, she, uh, she, yeah, your word is worthless, you know, my note says. Your word is worthless, nigger. Uh, essentially, the lady like, you mean nothing to me. Yeah, I mean, her, her face and expression says it all. Um, mm-hmm. So back on the boat, Pyro is there, but this is OG Pyro. It's not um, the, original uh, yeah. the newer, gayer one that was out uh, in the other books that we saw. No, this is the mm-hmm. original, what, Australian one? I think this is guy yeah. from Australia. Yeah. yeah. So I think. And he was yeah. the, you know, note, he was the first mutant brought back by the five. Um, like, essentially, he was the guinea pig of bringing somebody back from death. Now, he originally died from the legacy virus. Is that right? I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a bunch of people that died from it. Yeah, yeah I think mm-hmm. so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Ice Man has he's, a Scooby-Doo moment. Yes, he does. In Russia. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does go back to there in Russia. Iceman gets hit with, uh, like, a mutant uh, nullifier ray as they were trying to free some mutants there. Oh, it doesn't sorry, work out. Reaction when he, when oh. Pyro comes back. Like, oh, I missed that. He's, one. like, all his ice sticks off of him when he gets his big eyes. Oh, sure. Is the original part? It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, like, you know, kind of boyfriends with the new Pyro. So he, that's yeah. he was probably like, what? Um, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, so they go back to Russia. I think that's where my news is. Yes, they go back to Russia. And to be honest with you, I think this is actually the best part of the book. Like, um, you know, they're going to go free those people there, and Kitty just goes off. I don't know if it's because she's drunk (laughs) or whatever, but, like, I've never seen her, even in the Kitty versus Wolverine limited series, I've never seen her use her powers this brutally before. I mean, she's yeah. phasing through people, phasing putting in people. guns yeah, yeah. into people. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've never she seen went that. way the fuck off. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. kitty. You know, I mean, you know, almost <laughs> trying to give her some respect. You know, you they like give that. Her this is six and a half pages of offense. Six and yeah. a half pages of offense. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of shit yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. They got a tank. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. brutal. This is also something, too, that. It's two things about this thing about what Storm in here. Um, the first one, probably the more comic booky one. Um, this is the second series of books in a row where she has deferred to Kitty as the leader of the team, and I just never buy it. It just doesn't work. You have an Omega level mutant, which you've established, and you have Kitty Pride. So <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. Like, you know, you have a team full of people that have been leaders of the X-Men, but they keep deferring to Kitty. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. I don't know that yeah. she's earned it, so to speak. And then That two, Mammy Instinct. That Mammy Instinct. Kitten and Kitty, as she drops both of them in this book. The other one is that she, um, 
there was an issue about like people were like upset about the coloring of Storm in here because she's there's a panel in here that she's pretty white. Um, she's like, pretty I white. mean, she, she's yeah, she's than she beyond trade. Yeah, yeah, beyond yeah, from Africa. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you know, and again, that becomes inking, that becomes artist, whatever. You know, like people get like yeah, really up yeah. in arms about it online. I'm just like, you know, I, I get it. But also, you know, that just becomes artist interpretation or whatever. But when you get to the point where there are essentially no black heroes, you can't tell me, like, hey, you, you couldn't have darkened that skin just a little bit. So I get it. And her features are very, like, kind of Anglo in here. Not that they're not in other books, too. It's just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, people get upset about a lot of things anymore. So, but anyway, yeah, Kitty kicks a whole bunch of ass. Um, and after she steals this dude's sword, you know, uh, much like the champions did when we read that book. Remember the hashtag champions, Brother Beavis? Mm-hmm. Somebody's going, the people are recording it, and she's like, hey, you know, if you're a mutant and you can't get to Krakoa, then the Marauders will bring you home. Uh, what y'all think about Lockheed? Mm-hmm. Uh, where the did they get him back from? Yeah. He never goes. He's protected by plot armor. Uh, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's well nigh invulnerable. The one thing that I that I was great was like when Pyro takes advantage of his fire because Pyro, as we all know, Pyro can't generate his own fire, and he's like, right. mm-hmm. I'm, "I got a fistful of dragon fire." I thought that was yeah. that was a cool yeah. kind of addition or combo, but mm-hmm. I mean that was a, a video game power up move right there. But beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, again, like if you don't if you don't want to be treated by a child, don't. Don't walk around with stuffed animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, right. get some hips and ass, girl, because it's been yeah, 35 I years. Just, you, I was, yeah. was going to say that. Looking at that picture, too. <laughs> yeah. How old is she supposed to be? How old is she supposed uh, to be being portrayed as? Mid 20s? Uh, I guess. Yeah. That would be probably Hopefully my guess. Hopefully, at least 21. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's supposed to be a professor too, right? Because she's a genius, of course. Yeah. So is, is that? I, I don't know. I'm just. I know there's no mm. real way to know, but yeah, just I strange. just yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. They, they the latter part of the last few pages of the book essentially this tells out like what we're going to do. Like you know, I can't go back to Krakoa. I want you to be on the cruise storm as my man. You know. You know, know, uh, to be my second, even though you're an Omega-level mutant. There's that picture of her super white skin. And, again, I get why people would be upset by it, but I just can't get that kind of energy. But, yeah, so at the end of the book, you get the pirate flag and the marauder's flag and, you know, Emma speaking to her on the psychic plane or whatever. And you're like, don't call me Kenny anymore. Call me Kate. And uh, that's that. And you see, you know, the team of, Heroes, or whatever, Myers Bishop, or whatever, because he's in Taiwan getting called a nigger. Um, you know, Call I mean, overall. Who's your favorite new kid? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, overall, I mean, like, overall, because we went in with no expectations on this book, I was like, oh, that Negative. was actually kind of fun. Yeah, it was actually kind mm-hmm. of fun. And it also came, you know, um, it was one of, it, for me, it came after X Men number one, and we're going to do it that next week. But preview, mm-hmm. that book sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to let y'all know uh, ahead of time, my feelings on this book, that book sucks. And that's written by Jonathan Hickman. So, mm, mm. whatever. 
But yeah, so it was like the book I read after X-Men because I was so excited about X-Men because like, hey, you know, that's, you know, Hickman, you know, right after these books, you know, whatever, I'm jumping in. Uh, we'll deal with it next week. So when I read this, I was like, oh, okay, this was, you know, a kind of a palate cleanser, essentially. I was like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. And you text and you're like, hey, I didn't hate it. And I was like, oh, I didn't hate it either. So, you know, <laughs> it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. It, you know, it's light enough. What did you think, Sam, man? You know, did you, you know, your first time going through this, what did you think of Marauders yeah. number one? Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same thing. I think the effect of basically almost dreading reading it and then mm-hmm. it not being the total shit show that I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. actually made me <laughs> feel like, wow, that wasn't that bad, actually. She actually does some cool stuff in it. You know, there's some, there's still dynamics of that world that they kind of uh, go through in this uh that I find interesting, you know, with the mm-hmm. Hellfire Club. Well, not the Hellfire Club anymore. What are, what are they calling it? Hellfire. Uh, Hellfire um, Trading that Company. Corporation. Trading Company. Hellfire Trading which, Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we're going to get into more in the next issue. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I think you can uh, say uh, definitely. And I was okay. not expecting that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's a red, uh, I almost called it Red Shoe Diaries. That's. There's a red diamond thing about uh, from Bar Sinister, which was something that came out of um, the House of X and Power of X books as well. Uh, like mm-hmm. what, four, like uh, what four or five Sinister Secrets, but essentially all just about this boat stuff. Was, was any of them in there, Brother Beavis? That was not, you know, something that was related to, you know, not associated with the Marauders books. Um. I don't think I so. Think. I mean, a lot of it yeah, is about the, so. who's in the quiet circle or whatever the hell they call the leadership thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the inner circle. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. and, I, and that's you know part of the story. So I don't, this one is a little more straightforward than the first ten. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so the thing know, I liked yeah. about the thing that that maybe suggests that we start here is because I think of all the titles. This is the one that most quickly like established the tone and the world and set up what's going to come. I think mm-hmm. some of them haven't even like don't even make sense of what's going on. And this one is you know it's it's related to but it's not interwoven into the rest of the story or the rest of the world. They they kind of got up on their feet and took off and uh, mm-hmm. it's got elements mm-hmm. that are that are consistent with the X Men history. Some threads there, some new aspects as well. And um, you know it's it's a different tone, but it's a decent book, which I yeah. did not expect to be the case. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we were definitely not looking forward to that. Um, and again, spoiler alert: we're all into these books at this point in time. A couple of issues in, um, to be kind, would to say that they're inconsistent. Um, which is actually, which would actually mean that they are very consistent with what the X Men books were prior to House of X and Power of X. Very inconsistent. Yep. Uh, but anywho, so Marauders number two. Uh, this one has a great cover. Uh, like the one that I bought was. Uh, sorry, I have to go dig it out from underneath my other shit. Uh, the one with um, Sebastian Shaw and the White Queen yeah. on it with the the, uh, mm-hmm. the pieces, uh, the chess pieces or yeah. whatever. Like, I, yeah, that, that, that is a very nice awesome. cover. Yeah, that, that, that cover is awesome. I would want to get this book signed if um, I see that dude at a con. Um, 
but yeah, like that's that's a really cool cover. But yeah, it's basically just pushing this idea of the Red Queen. Uh, there's a whole other government, like long letter about you know all this. Again, just recapping all this stuff about whoever's essentially watching them while they're doing this. Um, and then we get an appearance by the the cuckoos, but now there's four of them. That's new, right? Wasn't there only uh, yeah, there's more yeah. than four? Actually, there's five, five of them out there, right? There were yeah, five, five, two of them died. Okay. They so did? now they're all back? Perhaps two of them exist in the psychic plane? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who knows? Maybe. But, but they talk about, they called Mindy, which I don't think was one of the original five, so I have mm-hmm. heard of it. Okay, yeah. What are y'all's thoughts about the cuckoos? That you probably explains it when you just said you don't know, because I'm the same way. It's they've always been kind of a cool design as a character, but the execution, mm-hmm. even in cartoons, has always been shitty and inconsistent. Are you a fan of those? Mm-hmm. Uh, either of you guys of the cuckoos? I always they thought were they were that. just basic. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just, I was, uh, always thought of they were just like basically lesser versions of Emma Frost. I, I thought they were almost clones of her for the longest time. Mm. Like, they were, they were actually, there were three of them to begin with, right? Were they like mm. triplets or something? And, I and, thought there was um, five, and then they got down. There was five. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's, they were just kind of like tools of Emma Frost for the longest time, I thought. So I didn't really think much of them. Um, so mm. they, they could do more to like, um, develop them, in my opinion. Yeah. Did they? Exactly did they? Yeah. Did they make it into that Fox TV show that yeah. was on for a season? That's I thought they I did. Say. They were. Yeah. There were three of them in the show, and I think that was a really great version. Um, and they were pretty cool on that show, and they played up the the whole aspect of there's always one that's like kind of has moral problems with what you know the rest of them are doing. They're fine, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that I think that TV show, which I think petered out or got canceled, I don't know exactly. Yeah, it did. Is, is this Wolverine and the X Men you're talking about? No, the, 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 the no, gifted, the, the gifted, mm-hmm. the live action gifted show. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, I never. Yeah, they it. showed up in that. Yeah. They were they were a great addition to that show, and they were ruthless, and but they were also tools of somebody else, and which is kind of what uh, they are. That's right. what they are. Yeah, I mean, again, great visual. And characters, whatever. I just, I don't know. That may, I mean, it's probably been in a blank period where I didn't read and I wasn't interested in them to begin with. So there's probably like a big chunk of, uh, probably there's a big chunk of their history and development. I know I don't know, but um, yeah, just what I do know. I've never been a fan. Um, so Emma and uh, Sebastian are going to meet here in the London office, uh, and essentially Sebastian has had a run of bad luck created essentially by Emma. Because he's been, uh, he's supposed to be running the black market drugs to the people that need them, the life-saving drugs. But he's actually been doing the double whammy whip de doo and taking those drugs and taking them and selling them off to the highest bidders for, like, you know, wealthy people that don't necessarily need them or could already have gotten them on their own. And um, so his ships have been hijacked and whatever. And now he owes Emma like a whole bunch of you know money back to the, the I keep wanting to say Treasure Coast or back to the um, the Hellfire Club uh, Trading Corporation, and that's basically what it is. Their relationship is quite contentious. I don't ever remember it being this contentious in the earlier books because there was always no. a, a a major there was They're always the pecking order was like you know it was Sebastian Shaw and she wasn't yeah, under Shaw, but since yeah, right. but since then like her character has gotten such a push that he's become, I mean, I don't even remember last time seeing Sebastian Shaw in a book 
I don't. I mean, even in the one he was that we dead were reading, for a while. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. He, he had a he had a son that killed him for a mm-hmm. while, um, and after that, I don't know how he came back or what he's been doing until mm-hmm. now recently. Well, honestly, but yeah. Think about at the time that was written, there was no way a queen was going to lead the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Jean Grey was a prize for the dude mm-hmm. in the Hellfire Club. So when they interviewed yeah. Emma, she was a lackey. Of, mm-hmm. She was his lackey in the first round. And I think right. they've been yeah. trying to work that back ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. and again, depending on how you feel about the newer Emma Frost in the modern books or whatever, you know, she's the, uh, essentially a cool heel. You re- like you said, you can't really read her or what she, you know, what her intentions are or anything like that. So you don't really know. And I think, much like wrestling, in certain instances, it, it becomes, you know, kind of difficult to like, well, you know, I need good guys and bad guys. And when you're in the middle like that, I don't know, you know, if I'm supposed to cheer for you or to boo you. And she's kind of been like that, you know, like, yeah, you're on our side, but you're always running like a secret plot behind them. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I've never not been a fan of hers either, comic book or definitely not the movie versions that we've gotten of her either. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so basically the right. book it goes on to explain like why uh, Shaw has all this red in his ledger, and one of his ships is getting hijacked. He hires some people to hijack his ship, and then the Marauders come and hijack the hijackers, um, and you get this mm-hmm. kind of battle all over. And we get a, uh, an appearance by Batroc the Leaper. Um, <laughs> wow. What's the last time you saw that cat? Yeah. Uh, the last time we saw Batrock the Leaper, he was hijacking yeah. a boat in Captain America, um, Winter Soldier. That's a, <laughs> I don't think this that's is a coincidence. That's the last thing. In the movie, yeah. Like in the comic yeah, book. I don't think this is a coincidence. It's an oh, in a comic book. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. But I don't think it's yeah. a coincidence that he's hijacking a boat in, uh, this comic book either. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really kind of comic booky. Again, very Archie esque, as my note says here, like the fighting, and you know, it's you know they make work of these mercenaries or whatever really quickly. And Kitty gets a whole four other pages of offense, brother. <laughs> yep. I mean, she's yeah, taking yeah. out people she's in really every way possible. Yeah. I mean, but I, I'll say though that like you know, she this. Her in this is much more credible than her in X Men Gold, where they were mm. like, "Oh, Kitty's the leader now, and she's great." I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. like, don't just say it, kind of show it. And I, I, mm-hmm. I give them credit for that. Like they yeah. they are right. kind of getting her over, as opposed to just forcing her down or throats. Yeah, and 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 maybe even though we're not fans, maybe and we got to got on her Kitty too. Maybe Kate should have had this done a long time ago. So people would stop looking at her like as like you know a kid character, but they're really pushing it here, and I wonder you know is this something that's permanent? Uh, you know it, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, like I said, the whole book goes on when they finally do get the uh, the drugs or whatever. Batrock tries to cut a deal with Kitty, and she's a uh, Kate. Sorry, and he's like, no, I don't think so. And then they actually take all of Shaw's uh, booty, so to speak. And destroy it. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, and this is all on, yeah. yeah, this is all mm-hmm. essentially done, you know, at the behest of Emma for or Kate because of Emma. Like she's setting her up for this whole situation. And then the subplot of that is that this idea of who's going to be the red queen or king or bishop or whatever it is and 
Emma riding freaking Shaw like so hard. What whore did you give this to? Who trollop? I think she yeah. dropped a yeah. trollop in there. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know who you're sleeping with. Did you promise this position to? Man, she <laughs> keeps bringing it up. I was like, golly, man, she's putting all this business completely out in the street. <laughs> so terrible for. I actually it's felt bad funny, for yeah. the Shaw, which is really interesting. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that's basically that. I mean, again, it's just like a real fun book that's related to what happens in House of X and Power of X but it's not like a mainline story. None of this is going to change the timeline. It doesn't do anything like a couple of the other books that not necessarily messing with the timeline, but are really fooling with the idea of the importance and whatever happened in Krakoa. They do allude to um, another incident here where they have a celebration after it's over. They wind up in, where are they? Okay. Uh, yeah, where um, they go there to have this celebration. Yeah. Um, you know, look, Iceman, I, I didn't see that before. Iceman got him a dude in there. Yeah, because they went to some gay bar or something, right? Was that what? Cause that yeah, they, they the mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever. All right, so, yeah, whatever. so they go, they get drunk, um, and then Bishop meets them in Taipei or whatever, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Xavier's dead. Okay, so we have to rewind. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 and the fact that no, and, but, but see, here's where they've set themselves up, and I don't know if y'all agree with me or not. Okay, two parts. Okay, hey, uh, Xavier's dead. Okay, so that happens in X-Force number one. We'll deal with X-Force number one and two whenever we have to deal with it. Whole nother story, different podcast completely. Two, now that you've done this idea where nobody can really die, the there is no, you know, you know what I mean. There's no emotional weight to it. Yeah. Like, oh, Xavier's dead. Okay, well, they'll just bring his ass back. All right, thank yeah, you. Bring him back and then they just go and yeah. move on. Like literally, it's like like two panels. It's like Xavier's dead. Yeah, okay, well, all right, they'll just bring him back. Cool. And then they just keep yeah. bringing. Like, I'm y'all think does that take away some of the first? I mean, God, I don't want to deal with it all together. First off, Xavier getting killed in the first issue of X Force. How did y'all? I think I know I sent a text about it, and that probably wasn't a happy one. I just don't remember what it was. But the idea that the leader of this whole thing that we read for three months doesn't even, you know, get to the ring, brother Beavis. You know, he yeah. gets hit before he <laughs> gets to the ring. Like, what was your thought? He gets snuck from behind. Yeah, like when Hacksaw Duggan and Terry Taylor got. Yeah. Stop going to the ring. Very well. Very well. Oh, maybe. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I agree. Like, all the setup is, in a sense, completely derailed. And I read a couple articles who were like, yeah, um, we this is like their acknowledgement of, like, yeah, the X Men, they always kill these characters, and now it comes back. But that doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't know, does it? I mean, it seems yeah. like a swerve still. Like, it seems still yeah. seems like a swerve to me because it happened so fast. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I don't but know. still. Yeah, we'll deal with that book later. Um, but whatever. Uh, spoiler alert. Then <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're in Taipei. Uh, they go to some tattoo parlor. Um Kitty gets a tattoo. Uh, Storm's like, I would never put a tattoo on my body. Bishop's like, I already got one. 
and then Pyro must have been pretty hammered because he gets yeah. a whole ass Marauders face tattoo <laughs> tattoo on his face. Oh, that's that's what that is. Yeah. I was wondering, like, yeah. I've never seen it before. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, he put the whole yeah. thing. He got really drunk. Um, the hangover yeah. part three. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it, it's just it's just a, kind of a weird book. She goes and takes the red jacket off the tattoo parlor person. And then since she can't take a gateway, they call back the gateway from old school X-Men books. Yeah, yeah, to travel them all, you know, back to where they need to go to, which I think was London. And, you know, they get back there. And, again, they have the new ship that's set up that uh, Emma had bought for her that was in issue number one or was set up for issue in, in issue number one. Like, oh, you know, a big yacht, essentially, for them to go do all their business. And then um, the reveal is that essentially that Kitty is the red queen bishop or whatever. Uh, and that, yeah. yeah, that's it. The Red Queen bitch. Yeah, and that was the best part, too. I mean, I, 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 mean, God, I really love that part. You know, Sebastian's like, enough of this bullshit. I'm done. You know, she goes diamond or whatever when he attacks her, uh, Emma. But then, you know, he's like, you know, there will be no Red King, you bitch. And then it's actually, I'm the Red Queen bitch and Kitty with another bottle of alcohol. Uh, and then yeah. her tattoos say, hold fast. So we alluded to this yeah. in our text chain. Uh, Kitty may have developed a drinking problem. Um, <laughs> <Mayhem>? <laughs> yeah. Um, book doing it. <laughs> yeah. Two books now, to be honest. With you. And oh, um, again, uh, just fun. And you know, I'm a pirate, and I live for you know, gin and rum and whatever, or plot point. And it, her having a drinking problem would not make any sense in any of this book. It would make more sense for Archie to have a drinking problem in an Archie yeah. book at this point than this book. It wouldn't make any sense. It's just it's just fun. You know, it's just fun. It's light. It's you know, it's kinda is what it is, you know, Don't, let's not make it more than what it is. And that's kinda how mm-hmm. I've kinda felt these two books went. Um but I enjoyed it. To be honest with you, of the six books, it's probably the one I enjoy the most at this point in time. That's saying a lot about the other I was wondering <laughs> how long she was gonna carry the nose tape. And it's gone mm-hmm. in the final panel here. So that's a black eye. But mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be like DDP's ribs taped up for like five years. Fire my sharp. Fire my sharp. Nice. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, well played, sir. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that was it. I mean, you know, two issues in. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the third one did come out yesterday as well. I did not get a chance to go get it, uh, but I did see the previews for it. Um, uh, there's a reveal. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but, um, yeah. Okay, there you go. Good well, the tagline Overall. at the end says, next issue, Black Bishop, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny if Bishop is now yeah. Black Bishop, given every other black character is black something or other. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just couldn't resist, could they? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, again, I don't want to spoil, so I'm just going to shut up. But these two <laughs> books or these two issues, good enough. Like, I, I, I'm fairly happy with it. I'm not upset about reading them, buying them. And when I saw that the third one was out, I went immediately to the previews page. I was like, oh, I want to see some of this, you know, to kind of see what this is before Reagan purchases. Mm-hmm. So, good book, way mm-hmm. thumbs up. Uh, Sandman, you just getting your time through reading them? Thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down, thumbs in the middle. Thumbs up. I'm still pleasantly surprised. I, I like the um, interactions with the um, 
Shaw and um, uh, Emma Frost and um, yeah, that's yeah, the, great the, writing too. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 little team is definitely strange and <laughs> whimsical and unusual. So mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm still intrigued. I'm, I'm still I'll still uh, uh, go back to it as long as uh, it doesn't get ridiculous, you know, because I've seen that happen in a lot of books. But uh, yeah. so far, so far, I have to give a thumbs up. Yeah, two yeah. I think all of these books all have a, a short shelf life. Um, I think they're all essentially miniseries for another reboot at some point in time. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I, 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 if they all make it to 12 issues, especially at printing it, I think they're almost at two two times a month at this point. If they make it to 12 issues, that's probably the end point. Uh, Brother mm-hmm. Beavis, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Yeah, thumbs up and uh, still very surprised that, that is the case. Pleasantly mm-hmm. <laughs> surprised. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So that's Marauders one and two. We have to make the decision on what is next. I said X Men number one uh, because it is the flagship title that also has mm-hmm. issue number three out. That one I did make the purchase yesterday. Total ass cheeks. Um, <laughs> wow. My God. <laughs> wow. Ass cheeks. And a liter I mean again, spoiler alert, completely no relation to the two books that came before it. It it, yeah. it is almost as if really I have no fucking idea what the fuck that book was. And I was pretty upset from reading it yesterday. Um yeah. so we could do X Men, essentially one, two and three, because it, it will literally read like three separate issues because the the third one is completely unhinged from the other ones. Or we could dive into one of the other books. I'm I'm open for anything. I don't really care um, in the sense that, you know, it, the order doesn't really matter to me because there's not, none of the other ones at this point. I'm really like, yeah, I'm excited to go and read it. So yeah. y'all tell me. We talked about the big reveal for X-Force, so that would be okay. possible. Um, yeah. okay. Fallen Angels has not grabbed me at all yet. No. Uh, yeah. I agree. X-Men, I have, I have no yeah. idea where that's going. New Mutants has kind of reached a point where they've told, you know, they kind of see where the story's going at the end of issue two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excalibur. I'm still not sure Excalibur what Excalibur's about. I would yeah, I, I'm afraid of I'm <laughs> yeah. afraid of that book. It looks, <laughs> it looks daffy as fuck. I don't yeah. know what that's going I, on I almost had to go to freaking Barnes & Noble and buy some cliff notes to try to figure out what the fuck is going on in Excalibur. I don't know <laughs> what's going on, man. I was like, what in the world is this? Who are these people? And the artwork is not sexy. Anyway, Ooh. all right, all right. Double negative, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's no, 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 no. Ugh. And again, yeah. oh, I hate to be that dude. This is why House of X and Power of X meant so much because it was telling one conjoined story that yeah. made had a, a start, a middle, and somewhat of an end to it. This is all these different branches like it was with these books before, with kind of unrelated from the, the life tree, and it's just, sprawling all over the place and it's not good um at yeah. all and it's gonna it's and gonna be spawning more books you know there's gonna be a wolverine solo mm-hmm. book i saw some other i was just like oh my god oh, boy. so i'm just I think no that's way. the disappointing thing that these are sort of branded under this dawn of x moniker and yeah. they're mm-hmm. hardly at all related and they're moving at kind of completely different pace and you know it that that's that's disappointing yeah 
And then again, like I said, I'm sure these books are all got very short half-lives to them, you know, probably six to 12 issues. That'd be my guess. And then we're at another reboot or combining them into something, you know, like we, we, we've been on this trip before. So anyway, all right. All right. So that concludes, uh, the Marvel Hacks season eight, episode one. Remember you better find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you'll be able to find me, the producer, at Brothers Comics, um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Sandman at Sandman415 on Facebook and Twitter. And Brother Beavers is in the ether. So, yeah, man. So, we should be on a decent schedule, you know, before the holiday break. We'll probably get three of these books in. So, we just did Marauders, get in X-Force, and then one other one before the holiday break. And, uh, you know, we'll take our New Year's, ex- you know, extended break as usual and then finish out Season 8 finishing out those last books, which I think leads into that mystery event that Marvel is having right after that, which I think starts in February. can't remember what it's called, but um, I know there's an event coming in February that involves all the books, so we'll probably be on to that event at that particular time. And I wonder if these books will maybe be over by February, but we'll see. All right, so as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off as I hit the button for the X-Men, the animated series. Uh, again, it's on Disney Plus, y'all. I don't know if you're not watching it. I don't know what's going on with you. You might as well just spend your days just going back and watching at least the first four seasons. After that, good luck. Um, <laughs> those those aren't very good issues. Uh, so it's playing us out. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Sign over, people. We'll see you next episode. Yes, sir. All right, brother, sign off. All right, catch you next time. Alright, we'll see everybody on the other side. Peace. Peace. Once more. Cool. Actually, you know what? My freaking thing stopped at some point. It paused. Yep. So you don't need to upload. I have one. I have one twenty.